Thanks for being here, everyone. My name is Soleil Divine, your host of the Just Your Way to 100K podcast, the show that gives you insight on a very, 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 very profitable career in the insurance adjusting industry. Please share this podcast uh, with anyone you know that's looking to get into a lucrative career. Y'all, it, it's been a while, right? Uh, we're on a brand new season of the Just Your Way to 100K podcast. And I thought it would be fitting to have here Tanya Dotson Winkler. Now, hold on a second, Tanya. Let me say this. You are the Breakthrough Now Master Coach and Time Management Innovator. My goodness, that's a lot. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm giving your flowers now. Thank you so much for being here. With How are you doing? I'm doing great today. It is... Uh... You know, lots of productivity going on, always lots of things going on over here. So uh, I'm having a great time playing with all of it and uh, creating results in reality as I go. So it's, it's awesome. I love that. Creating results in reality. Ooh, that's not powerful. We're going to get into it. Like, could you tell me, Tanya, um, how did you... i tell you this. Everybody likes to do a day in the life, right? If you could... <laughs> Walk us through the stages of your career, how you got to be um, this time management innovator. Like, I, I need to know. I didn't even know that that was a thing, to be honest. It, it is now. <laughs> um, you just went off. There you go. Um, so I started my career with uh, counseling. I've been a counselor from you know the time I graduated from university. Uh, I had a quick run through medical school. And, you know, once I got there, really realized this is not my path forward. So I became a psychosocial counselor at a very young age. I was 25. Right. So I went from there. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I got a master's in uh, public administration back in the day when they had something called public administration. It's called public service now at NYU. And that's where I got my master's. And um you know, so basically I was able to combine the counseling and, and psychology that I had uh, gotten in college with the public administration, how to, you know, create, uh, how to operate inside of organizations, how to help organizational development in different organizations, how you run an organization. So I was able to marry the two. Um, I started my own um, mental health company. Wow. said that I was living, I've been living in Denmark, Copenhagen, Denmark for 30 years. I'm just back to the United States about two years ago. And while I was over there, uh, my business partner and I created a mental health program, family coaching, the first ever family coaching program in Denmark um, and actually in Europe at that time. This was back in 1999, right? Wow. Yeah, so uh, we were working with families in crisis, um, you know, using the entire family dynamic to help young people who were exhibiting signs of um, at-risk behavior uh, to be able to use their uh, organic or their natural resources, mom, dad, grandma, neighbor, after-school program, police department, uh, school department. So basically we create, we did bridge building and created a bridge between the young person and their family, the young person and the mm -hmm. school, school and the parents, you know, so that instead of, you know, here we've got your kid again and he's been shoplifting down at the mall, there was a, always a police officer that we could call to liaise with and say, what's going on? 
what's happening with this kid in the community because we saw a gap between the after-school program that we had uh, been doing with the young people and the um, programs that were available for them, right? Got it. So that was the whole start of the mental health thing. You know, I've been doing it for, so we did that for 16 years. And then in between there, um, I broke off, I branched off. I was still doing this. I did this up until 2021, but I branched off and started a coaching company called uh, Synergy People, which was an executive coaching company. And I was coaching executives. And um, that was really the start of the whole time management thing. But, you know, again, it was everything I've ever done has been in the area of communication and relationships. It's all grounded or based in communication and relationships. So that's my backstory. That's awesome. So impactful. Like, that type of work, because you know that, like, um, first of all, bravo, that's awesome, the work that you've done. Thank you. I I'm sure that that has been extremely impactful on those on those kids that are probably now adults, right, um, and their whole family, because you, you speaking about someone shoplifting or, you know, maybe they're a repetitive shoplifter, not a silly thing that happened. No, this is a part or systemic from something else at home exactly. and able to have that outreach with a liaison at the police department that actually cared and was trained to go in and see this situation. Wow. My, my mind is blown by that. Um, That's a whole separate podcast because, you know, it was the same thing with the school teachers instead yeah. of, oh, your kid is truant. Right. We liaised with the social workers, put the social workers together with the school teachers, got the family involved. And instead of, you know, this with the, ah, you're, you know, you're coming yeah. school, you're a bad kid. It was like, what's going on? And you said it just right there. I'm still in touch. Or these kids, kids, they're yeah. in their thirties now, yeah. um, have families of their own and they're always posting and sending me stuff. You know, my kid just graduated. Thank you so much. My husband and I just got married and had child number two. Thank you so much. This wouldn't have happened without you and Yetta, my business partner. So completely gratifying to see us break the generational train, you know, chain of trauma. Yes. Oh my God, the generational train of trauma. Yeah, that we could talk all day about yep. just that, just that. Yeah, so that that sounds very defining. Like those were defining moments. Yes, the lives. So, what were what was a defining moment to you um, that solidified? I mean, it sounds like a passion, definitely, that you have for mental health. What was a moment that said, "Okay, hey, I'm gonna work on this"? When I'm sure many of your colleagues maybe were exploring different other modalities. What, what made it so where you were like, no, this is the problem. This is what I want to work on. This is the help that I want to provide to people. What was that moment for you? You're talking about mental health or are you talking about time management right now? Because we've got both things going on here. I just want to make sure I sure. answer that question. I, I, guess, um, I guess for me, when I think about time management, I've come to find out that it is about mental health. Um, so... Mm -hmm. I, I guess, um, when did you understand that fighting procrastination really is its own niche? Like, it, it's really yeah. something that needs to be explored. When was that defining moment? That defining moment was during uh, a course that I was leading in London at the time. So I started uh, doing time management, consulting and coaching with executives uh, in 2008. I was doing really well. 
I was really successful. I had a full roster of clients and a full waiting list. Waiting list, and guess what? I nearly burned out. Oh, and it was like, oh wait a minute. There's got to be a better way to yeah. do this, and there's got to be a better way to manage success because it's not, you know, it's not, it's not supposed to go this way. It's not supposed to be that, you know, the moment you get successful, you're supposed to get all stressed out and burnt out, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, basically solving the problem for myself was the key to me creating programming for the executives that I was working with at that time, because of course, funny enough, they started asking, hey, in addition to organizational development, leadership, executive skills, do you do a time management piece? And I was like, ha, funny you should ask. <laughs> and uh, so then I developed it for them. Yeah. They started getting, you know, what, what the first thing that happened for me was getting a handle on my procrastination allowed me with this full roster and these uh, this waiting this full waiting list to reduce my workday to eight hours or less, which I at that time you could not have told me that that was possible because I was putting in sixteen hours a day, eighteen hours a day, fourteen hours a day. I was working on the weekends, and I still wasn't getting it all done because of the procrastination, because of interruptions and distraction, because of because you know I got a whole list of because of that yeah. I've worked with people on so. Solving the problem for myself, reversing my own burnout, helping my clients do the same was the start of it. Now, the procrastination moment was I'm, I'm coaching a client during a, a, a module that we were doing live in London. And yeah. she had an item on her list that had been there for on her to do list that had been there for 30 years. And we solved it in 15 minutes. OK, Wow. That's my big claim to fame. I still work with her. She won't go away. You know, <laughs> she's like my client for life. She's done every time management program that I've ever done. She's in my mastermind group right now. We're doing quantum leaps results. So she's in that group right now. You know, she's just she just, just won't go away because that was such a pivotal moment because the procrastination on that one item had caused her so much self-doubt. Right. Oh. She, her, her own, you know, and she's a lawyer. She's a barrister, as they say in the UK. Yeah. And, you know, she's, she's knocking it out with these cases, but her own feelings of self-esteem and self-worth and confidence were suffering because of this item that she could not get off of her to-do list. Right. Wow. So that was the, you know, that's the big, the big, the big kahuna for me. You know, it was making her feel <laughs> less than and now boy oh boy she has rocketed to the top of her field and the forefront of her they call them chambers in the uk so that's a whole group of lawyers that are sort of self-employed and they have you know uh, they have uh, connections with the, they have they have booking agents and they've got uh, people that help them get cases and they they have a bit of a staff um, and, uh, but then they're about 40 and she and two other people are now leading this group of her chambers. It's really, really great. It's awesome. She's going oh. being in the back to being in the front. My God. But, yeah. So people look at people like her, you, you say she's a lawyer, a barrister, as they call it over in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. that's an accomplished person that, I mean, if the, if the road is the same as it is here in, in the UK, there's a lot of reading involved. These are highly educated people. Yes. Um, but what it sounds like is that there may have been some imposter syndrome, some confidence issues buried in that, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. 
when we talk about insurance adjusting or adjusting your way to 100K, mm -hmm. um, I found out quickly that it's more broader than that. It, it's not necessarily about this job. It's about the mind. And Always. someone asked me recently about imposter syndrome and asked me if I had imposter syndrome. And, and I told them that everyone runs into it. Like everyone has issues with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, and you defining this or talking about that defining moment in your work and working with this accomplished person, um, what would be some advice that, you know, you give someone who's starting out, one of your clients, um, to help them make this kind of move to say, hey, this is the type of work you need to be doing. You need to turn around and we need to work on your procrastination and what that means. Like, what is, how do you even start them on that road to say, hey, this is the problem? That's a very good question. And uh, my pat answer for that is always get a coach. Mm. You cannot coach yourself. And yeah. this is the problem with high performance professionals. You know, we are accomplished. We've passed the bar. We've yeah. gotten into medical school. So we've passed the MCATs. We've done our GSEs. We've, you know, we graduated with a master's degree and whatever we've graduated with a master's degree in. Yeah. But we have not done the mindset work that is behind all of our accomplishments, right? And that's where imposter syndrome shows up to sabotage you because mm. you can't hear your own thoughts. You know, you can't see your default mechanisms. You don't know really what's going on between your ears because you're not a coach, right? Because yeah. you are out there doing the job, yeah. right? You know, for claims adjuster or lawyer or doctor or dentist or notary or realtor. I'm just reeling off all the people that yeah. I've worked with, right? You know, a yeah. realtor, uh, I'm trying to think who else am I working with right now? Who have, I mean, I've worked with all the high performance professionals. Now you're out there doing your job and you're good at your job, which is why you passed the GREs, which is why you passed the bar exam, which is why you passed the MCATs and everything. Yeah. But you don't have a in, an insight into your mindset because that's not been what's occupied you for the past eight years, 10 years, 15 years. It's been getting your degree, getting out there and getting that job, climbing the career track and, you know, doing, you know, being the best at what you do. Yeah. So this is a whole, that's the biggest tip I have. You've got to set aside some time. So you got to set aside almost as much time as you devoted to your undergraduate, your graduate degree, your you know follow-up degrees and everything as you devote, you have to set aside just as much time to devote to your mindset. It's like, okay, great, you, you've arrived, all right? Yeah. You did the work. Now, whatever is tripping you up is inside of your mindset. So you've got to do that work. Uh, and that that's definitely work. It definitely is work. Um, mm -hmm. When I, for, for me, um, Figuring out that, you know, I, I did need to work on when you when you start peeling things back. Right. When you have um, as an insurance testing, I'll, I'll give an example sure. process to this. But there are other things that are in there that you can't account for, like life, um, things happening, different different things that just pop up that will, as we talked the other day, will trigger you. And I had to deal with those triggers. Yes and figure out that um, those things are holding me back. Mm -hmm. um, as you were going through your situation um, 
And that's why I love working with people who have been through what I've gone through as far as the burnout. Mm -hmm. So intimately know and understand. Um, who were some of your influences, like, you know, maybe some books that you read or, or mentors or your coaches that got you through that time and helped you to even craft the work that you do now for high level entrepreneurs or um, high level executives rather? Yeah. Well, the first one was my business coach, right? Because once again, I've got this great idea. I want to do this executive coaching. I go on out there and I put my shield out, you know, put my sign out and everything, you know, open for business. And yeah. I and I ran into this burnout. So, you know, the, immediately I called Christian and Christian Campbell, he wrote a book called Business Unusual, right? Okay. And his he has a four-step process. Oh, Side note, a little bit of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, ad a caveat. Yeah. A what? A caveat to the. A little caveat yeah. and a little promotion. Um, it's not out in English yet, but it's been translated from the Danish by yours truly. And we are in publications talks right now. So that book will be available. And this is where I first got this idea that it's not about everything that you do because he has a four step process called. Thoughts, words, emotions, feelings. No, thoughts, words, feelings, actions. Thoughts, words, feelings, actions. And when he broke that down for me, and he coached me, I hired him and he coached me, I, I never ever forgot that. It's not about only, it's not about only what you do. That's at the back end. The front end is what you think about it, what you say about it, what you feel about it. And then what you do about it, that changed my life. So Christian Campbell, you know, all praise <laughs> to Christian. Um, I'm collaborating with him right now to get this book published here in America and, you know, do some more work with him. We've worked together since then. Um, and then Gary Vaynerchuk. I've been following yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk for like over 10 years. Yeah. And, and for him, it was the focus on gratitude over profit, right? Because again, if you've got your eye, on your revenue, on the bottom line, all the time, you are stepping over what you feel, how you are, what your mindset is. Because you're just like grind, 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 hustle, 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 hustle. You know, yeah. there's never any space for flow. And Gary was the first one, you know, of course, I followed Tony Robbins or you know, all of that stuff. But Gary was the first one to introduce for me, um, Gratitude. Ariana Huffington, another one, yes. focusing on mindset. Um, uh, the Lean In, Sheryl Sandberg, you know, the one who wrote Lean In. Those have been, you know, my real inspirations over the past 10 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I really love the way they all have focused on profit last, but like gratitude, what you think, what you feel first. And what's the what's so interesting is that if you focus on, on your profit, you keep your eye on your bottom line. It's never going to move. It's yeah. going to move. Right. But if you turn, you know, if you do a 180, which is the, which has been the name of my company for the last 20 years, 180 degree time management, you know, just make an about face. If yeah. you do that and you start somewhere place else, the money, not only will the money come, it will find you, which is what I'm experiencing right now. It's like, whoa, I'm working. Everybody wants to work with me, you know, and I'm having so much fun. You know, it's not like before. It's like, oh God, I gotta do this, and then I gotta do that, and then I gotta write this report. Say, like, yay! All right, who's next? Let's go! Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> having a great time doing it. Yeah, I love that time. I love that because 
it, it took me a while to get to that point. Um, when you're when you're dealing with those triggers, and it could be a lot of different things. So I'll just say what it was for me. When you come from poverty and you're impoverished, you never know what little things sneak in there through your subconscious and have you thinking or looking at life in a certain perspective. Absolutely. So Absolutely. to burn out myself, uh, because it just took a lot to get me to a point. Once I got to that point, I was just exhausted and done. And even the things that I dreamed about did not give me energy anymore. Um, so realigning, like you're saying, and doing a 180, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And I, I asked about your influences and, and your, some of your mentors, because <clears throat> everybody on all levels needs a coach, needs a mentor. So I, I'm really glad that you shared that with us. Mm -hmm. Some great names in there. And I know Ariana Huffington, um, she did an interview with Gary Vee that you've probably seen. Oh, yes. Where she talked about uh, sort of passing out from exhaustion. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um uh, for, for the viewers that haven't seen it, I'll just give you sort of a Cliff Notes version of it is that, you know, she was working very hard on the Huffington Post um, one night at home. She basically kind of passed out and she hit her head. And I don't know if there was I don't remember the exact medical situation that happened from that, but it was very traumatic. Yes, she hurt herself. Basically. Yeah, she passed out and she hurt herself. And the thing that was so bad for her was that she never saw it coming. Yeah. And I think her the other thing, the worst part, I think, was that her child found her, her daughter found her. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Trauma, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, trauma, trauma for your child, trauma for you. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember that part. Um, and the part of her not seeing it coming kind of scared me. Yes, me too. Um, as an entrepreneur. Um mm -hmm. So the, the reason why I wanted to speak with you today about, um, you know, some of the things that you've done in the work, I think that it's just very important and impactful for people that um, once you try to say, hey, here's my goal for, for being a six-figure earner, um, that it, it's really not even about that. It's all the other stuff that stop you. Where are some ways, um, I, I know we say procrastination, but can you just give some ideas so people can kind of link possibly their behavior to something that may be problematic that they don't even realize? Like, what are some things that some of your clients maybe were doing subconsciously that they didn't even know was holding them back? Well, you know, I just want to refer to one of the things that you said about, you know, the grinding. That, that comes from a scarcity mindset. Yes. I've got to make this money right now. So you start to do things that are not, that are con contradictory or counterintuitive to your mental health, right? Mm -hmm. To your, to your stop sleeping, stop eating on time, you know, stop drinking water, stop exercising because I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. Right. Yeah. You're not thinking about those things. My health no. is out the window. I'm trying out to the window. Out. Right. Yeah. You know, and then so then you're gaining weight and then, you know, you're you're, you're not uh, taking care of yourself. You're not sleeping properly, which we know is the regenerative um, process. Um Things like interruptions and distractions. I know I had one client, I have several clients like this, but the one that I'm thinking of right now um, had kids 
and she was working from home. This is even pre-pandemic. This is even before we all started working through cameras. Yeah. So she was working at home because she had two small children. And I remember during one of the first coaching sessions, she got interrupted. They, those kids popped up on camera, you know, about five times during that first 45-minute session. And I was like, girl, you what's what's going on there? I know you have... Uh, either a housekeeper or you have a nanny, why do these kids keep coming in? She's like, that's what happens all day long. And I was like, yeah, well, I, now I understand why you're working 18 hour days and you're exhausted. Yeah. So there's interruptions and distractions uh, from your kids or from your partner or from your business associates or your or the ones that you allow to have happen because you got your email uh, program open and you get notifications all the time. So, you know, you're, I don't know if, um, you guys know the statistic, but it actually takes one hour to get back into the process that you got interrupted in. So you st 45 minutes to an hour. So you're hold on, hold on, Tanya. Hold on. Say no, that. Yeah. Once you're interrupted from something, and it could be a two-second interruption. Mom right. says no, yes, blah, blah, blah. It, it takes between mm -hmm. 45 minutes and an hour to get back into the rhythm that you were in. So if you were knocking it out, you know, you've now, it's almost like you got to start over. You don't have to start over with the, the project that you're doing or the document, but your mindset Damn. has been taken out of flow. You were in flow. Now you've been distracted and your brain had to go over here and deal with this issue, which means you had to use some brain power. And it's a bit more than yes, no. You know, when you're telling, when your kid is like, look, can I go over to so-and-so's house and do my homework? Who's going to be there? Are the parents there? What time are you leaving? What time are you going to get back? Which route are you taking, right? That's yeah. more than just, yeah, you can go or no, you can't go. Or yeah. you say, no, you can't go. And here they come with, why can't I go? I did my homework. And so you're distracted. You're, now you're dealing with all of this interaction over here. Yes. Same thing with email, right? This is why people get email overload. I haven't had email overload in over 10 years and I used to have it real bad. And mm -hmm. the re reason I had it real bad was because every time that freaking notification to bing, you know, popped up, I stopped what I was doing. It could be important. It could be a new client. It could be a client that has a problem. It could be an inquiry. It could be, it could be, it could be. So, you know, there you go. Then you're over there. Yeah. And, you know, and then you're like, oh, now I've lost my train of thought, right? Yeah. Now I've got to come back. I got to get recentered. I've got to get refocused and I've got to get back into flow, right? Yeah. And and then throw in neurodivergence into that. Um, so forget about it. When I'm interrupted, uh, I don't know if I'm specifically diagnosed. I'm not. But when you start looking at things and you pick up on things like, man, when I get interrupted, I, it feels like a train wreck. Like, man, I got to recenter. So definitely that 45 minutes to an hour, that's accurate. I can feel that in my in my normal everyday uh, situation. Wow. When that's you average. That's average. That's, that's, you know, I would think neurodivergency, you know, would make it even harder. But yes. this is for average. You know, you could look it up. It's yeah. average. You know, that's an average statistic, especially now. Again, pre-pandemic, it may have been different. Post-pandemic, with all the screens and all the, you know, the phones and all the notifications and everything, you, you gotta, you've got to almost put yourself into a vacuum to be able to focus on what you're trying to get done right 
here and right now. There's another one. I just want to throw that in there really quickly. A lot of us have this tendency to be like we're in school and okay, I'm going to put a put aside and I'm going to sit here for three hours and I'm going to get, no, you're not. (laughs) Nobody's (laughs) going to sit still for three hours anymore. Neurodivergent, neuronormal, nobody is going to do that anymore. You know, you, and if you really pay attention to what you did in school, you didn't really do it then. You thought you did, but that's because your parents said, go do your homework. So you were in your room for three hours, but you were not writing that report, that book report for three hours. You were you, know, <laughs> you were doing all kinds of other stuff. So yeah. that's another thing is to like overschedule your time and yeah. say, and, and overestimate the chunk of time yeah. that it takes to get something done and the chunk of time that you're going to be focused. I say an hour to 90 minutes tops and then go away, drink some water, take a walk, you know, um, jump up and down, be out, call your girlfriend, do something that's going to shake your mind up so that you can come back fresh, not interrupted and distracted. You actually set a timer, you know, use your phone. And say in an and in an hour now that you can use the Pomodoro method if you like. But again, these are I don't usually normally give tips. Pomodoro it can be good. It can be effective where you set a timer and then after the timer goes off, you either can, if you're in the zone you keep going. If you're you know tired, you take a five to ten minute break. And if you just have lost track, you just put it down, right? Yeah. Uh, and you come back at another time. But again, that is when you are, when you have actually given yourself the problem, the, the thing, the problem with, with the Pomodoro method is you've set aside this three hours that you think you're going to be working on and you, that where you think you're going to be in flow and nine times out of 10, no, you're not. Well, I, I think a lot of people, and this is what I used to do. I think, okay, well, I'm going to do this then and, and I'll be in flow. Right. But I have not even prepared for it. Oh, well, then there's that. You know, Um, so I think, and from what I'm hearing from you and what what I'm even seeing around people, people around me is that we've been through this pandemic. We've been, I mean, for some will say we're still going through it, but anyway, there's a huge difference post 2020. And I think, um, one, it's it's refreshing to hear you talk about these things that you, you've done and the, the people that you're working with. But as you're talking, it just comes even more evident to me that we have to unlearn some old ways of doing things and relearn them for the now. Because yes. a lot of things have changed, whether we understand that or are kind of conscious to it or not. A lot, a lot has changed. It's one of that's one of the main tenets of my, uh, the, how I work with people. One of the main uh, program, uh, the, the design of my program, to be able to take the old habits. And then not only just transform the old habits to the new habits, find out what's at the core of the old habits. You know, what are the, like I said, thoughts, feelings, emotions that are at the core of how you operate, right? And based on the old decisions that you made about yourself because of certain things that happened. And then for you to actually have to invent some new habits that are not going to be come to you automatically, but you got to practice them until they replace the old habits, you know, where, whereas most, you know, traditional time management, they're just like, you know, well, uh, five ways to stop procrastinating. Really? <laughs> I try all that. Okay. Yeah. When, when you really try to do the work, you, you need more than that. And I think you're definitely right. 
you need a coach. You need someone that's going to hold you accountable. Oh, yeah. um, what you're talking about really to me is like, you know, when you're going through self-parenting, you're, you're reparenting, you're rebuilding habits and discipline. Yes. Um, so I think, I think it's awesome the work that you do and the coaching that you offer. Um, Thank you. I just want to put in here really quickly. It's too prone yeah. because sometimes these, uh, the, the traditional time managers, they will offer what they consider to be support, but support without accountability is, you know, exactly the look on your face hey. support without accountability it's is a waste of time. Yeah. It's not going to happen if, if I don't have anything holding me accountable in right. the beginning. Um, you can have the, the best uh, intentions, but right. you're, not with something and you may need that help and support. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you, Tanya. Uh, Tanya, we're, we, we've talked about so much today, but honestly, I, I really think we haven't even scratched the surface, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. How do people, how can people follow you and stay up with your journey and, and all the things that you have to teach and to help people with? Well, there's a couple of different ways. Um, there is Facebook, you know, that's that's where I live. That's where I hang out. I don't hang out so much on LinkedIn. I'll come in there every once in a while. I even have a page for my business, but I'm on Facebook. Right. So you would go to my Facebook page um, in order to to find me and you can follow me there. Uh, my private my personal page is you know, my profile page is where I do most of the work. There's also a group that I run called Productivity Breakthrough. Now, do you, are you going to put the links uh, in, in here? I'm, I'm going to put them in, but um, you can say it and I can put it up on the screen. Um, yeah. Where do they, on Facebook, will they, they find you at Tanya Dotson Winkler or? Correct. Tanya Dotson Winkler. So you've got Tanya Dotson Winkler for my profile where I do work. There's also, I do have a business page and it's kind of mirrors pretty much my profile page and that's called 180 degree time management. Okay. And then there's a group called Productivity Breakthrough that I run. And okay. that's an active Facebook group where I go in and I do, you know, talks like that. I'll post this, for example, yes. once we're done. Uh, I do lives in there. There's about, there's over a hundred videos where I've done, you know, free training, live free training in there uh, where I interact with people. There are polls that you can take. There are questions that you can answer. And here's the thing about joining that group. If you're going to join that group, you want to get active. Sitting on the sideline and listening to me talk. Is just going to give you information. Yes. But if you want transformation, you want to transform your time management from what it is to what you want it to be, get in there, look at the videos, ask the questions, bring your own problems yes. to the video, and then sit there and do like a side-by-side. -side. Okay, Tanya's talking about procrastination. What are the areas I procrastinate in? And I normally, you know, I don't just do talks. I'm like going through some processes and I ask you, okay, what's your problem? How long have you had that problem? Where's yeah. that problem present? You want to answer those questions because those will come up in the comments and then I can actually start to engage with you online. Active healing and change is yeah. what, like that. That sounds like a, a definite owl moment. I got owl here because <laughs> I love the owl. <laughs> anything that's going to bring production and change. That's awesome, Tanya. I'm going to make sure that everyone knows about your platforms and how to get in touch with you. Thank okay. you so much for being here with us on the Just Your Way to 100K podcast, because um, in honor of World Health Day or World Mental Health Day that just passed yesterday, um, it, it's great to have you on and talk about these things on how to heal, take care of ourselves, and become even better than we are now. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you.
Now, if you want to get into this industry and utilize the best strategy to grow your career, you know where to go. 100kadjuster.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Talk to you next week.